0: It is 1 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon. noon. That means it's time for Post to Post. Alan Wishart here. Frank Peebles frantically searching for some way to turn his headphones up. But we won't worry about that because he doesn't really need them at this point. I, I can hear myself. Yes. And that's the important thing, to be able to hear yourself. You don't want to hear me. <laughs> I look forward to your tones. Uh-oh. We are going to start today with some good news from the world of local sports. Primetime wrestling held their second um, set of bouts recently. And as they did in the past with their first set, all the money they made goes to a local charity. And in this case, it was St. Vincent de Paul, and they presented them a check for almost $4,700 from the two nights of wrestling. That's a pretty fair piece of change for a donation. Yes. And the thing, of course, that makes this possible is Canadian Tire, because they sponsor the event, and basically, from what the promoters have told me, that means Canadian Tire picks up all of their expenses.
1: So whatever okay. they make at the gate and, and various other yep. income streams within the event, it's it can go straight, straight to the straight charity. Money straight to the charity. Hmm. So
0: that's great, and they are announcing that they will be back in September. Which makes sense. Take the summer off.
1: Yeah, it's hard to get fans out for September, or for summer events. Yes. September is when a lot of that stuff happens, and yeah. it makes sense. Yes. yes. It makes sense. Something in sports that makes sense. <laughs> What's going on with this world? First? I know people have questioned uh, the uh, the Minor League Baseball Association and the Soccer Association. Well, like, why do you shut down for summer? Because, A, the kids aren't there, because families yes. go and do their things over summer, and also there are no fans there anyway. And, yeah. Yeah, so... Well, basically Makes what sense. it
0: is is you would have half your team for these two weeks and then the other half for the next two weeks. I mean, yep. <laughs> that definitely work, especially
1: if all your pitchers go in the first week. We actually had a scenario happen. Uh, this was a few years ago, five or six years ago, mm-hmm. I guess. We had a really rainy season, mm-hmm. and when I was on the board of uh, – of the uh, baseball association. Yeah. And so we lost a lot of playing mm-hmm. time, practice time. So we asked the families, we pulled all the, the membership. What would you like to see? Do you want to see it deferred to fall? Do you want to see just cancellation? Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Or do you want to see a, a short extension into the summer past? Cause yeah, the baseball season ends basically with the last day of, of school. Yes. It, it finishes on the, whatever the last four days of June are there. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh more or less and everyone said just push it in a week we'll stick around for a week okay yeah teams had three kids yeah you made one week difference that is and they wouldn't show up people just didn't go so it was uh, the writing was on the wall right there that when when summer occurs when, when school is done people are done yeah
0: because the problem is summer holidays a lot of times it's not just your family you're traveling to meet relatives or friends and if you're meeting somewhere, like, let's say, for instance, you're meeting with them down in the shoe swap. They're coming up maybe from the island. You're coming from Prince George. You're meeting in the shoe swap. You're going to do some houseboating. Well, if all of a sudden you phone them and say, hey, can we? Can you guys push your stuff back by a week?
1: <laughs> no, not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's a, a combination of things that are scheduled and, and they're hard wired yes. to a, a particular date. And then there's just the shrugging and spontaneously saying, you know, it's really nice weather. Let's let's go to the lake. Yeah, and I
0: think sometimes as well, it's for the last month, say, like for the month of June, dad, mom, the kids have all been looking forward to the end of school, to the end of June because we're going on holidays. As soon as you guys are finished school, as soon as you leave those doors for the last time, you're going to pile into the car and we're going to go somewhere. Well, now, yeah, that doesn't work if you suddenly say, well, can you guys stick around for about another week while we play a couple of games?
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the elite players in whatever the sport in summertime, they stick around and yes. do the summer. They, they're in. And, oh, yeah. and those families are committed to that. But if you're a purely recreational kind of uh, player and, and and that's what your family understands, then that's it. You're gone. You're oh. you're away. Yeah. No.
0: I mean, it's, uh, it's tough because I, I guess... It makes it tough as well on the leagues because, of course, if you're playing games, you still need to have the umpires there and they get there and one of the teams says, well, gee, unless we can find six more players, we can't field a team
1: because we only got three guys. Well, the umpires are already there. They've given And being money. paid. Yes. And they they still get paid. Yeah. So if you're part of that association, you're watching money fly out the door. Yes. That families have paid into into your system. Yeah. And it's being wasted. It's yep. just a waste of waste of money. Okay.
0: Well, somehow we are from really good news. in The beginning of the show to interesting.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't say it's bad news. It's just, no. uh, you know, stuff that we all have to be aware of. Let's steep, let's stick with baseball, though, since we did sort
0: of mention that. Mm-hmm. Senior men's baseball. Yes. Season is up and running. Uh, a couple of games already this week. On Monday, the Fresno Construction Mariners beat the JRJ Construction Orioles 9-3. to And then last night, it was the Midget Knights. Which I think it's still called the Midget Knights.
1: Yes, they are. Uh, no, well, they're the U8, the, the 18U Knights. Okay. Yeah, they, they don't use the... Uh, they're the same as hockey. Uh, yeah, yeah, they've, they've just gone changed. to... Yeah. yeah, exactly. And who wants okay. to be a midget anyway? Like, wh- where did that even come from? I don't Especially know.
0: Especially because I remember... The, the tallest
1: people in say, the system.
0: Yeah. When we went out, when we used to cover the senior baseball, they like, you know, covering some of their games at night, we would go out there and like the kids on the midget night you could tell who they were they were the ones who were taller than the men on the
1: other team right <laughs> it's a great opportunity for those players i got to oh, say too yes. and for those who don't know the seniors league the senior league not seniors league but no the senior league in for baseball every year accepts that one age bracket from prince george youth baseball league yep. to play against what are essentially all adults yeah and it gives them games as much as anything. Yeah, because there's no one else to play
0: no? uh, until Kamloops. Yes. And then, you know, yeah, there's tournaments, but they can still go to the tournaments, and they still do. They just make sure that the league knows ahead of time, okay, when are, when is your guys' tournament? Like, when are you guys down in Kamloops? Okay, we'll make sure you're not playing on the Wednesday or Thursday of that week. So you've got the time to go down.
1: Yeah. But all they, all they have to watch for is pitch count on certain players. Yes. Right?
0: They played last night. And the knights beat the Orioles eight uh, nine to eight. Ooh, a tight of a game. game! Yes. And tonight the knights are right back on the field seven o'clock, uh, playing the DOB Contracting Gladiators. Yep. So they're That's my son's game team. Time in. Oh, okay. So they're getting some. They're getting some game time in this week. Got the two games, and it looked like, from what I can see, from what I saw looking at their schedule, it looks like the senior Men's baseball might only be playing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday because I didn't see much in the way of games from last week that we had not already reported on. Hmm. So
1: I'll have to ask about that when I'm mm-hmm. there watching tonight. Yeah, it may vary as things go along, but this weekend is going to be fun to watch because the uh, 18U Knights mm-hmm. have home games. They're oh. they're actually hosting mm. and that is ultra rare. It's very yes. not very often that teams from south of Prince George make the trip up to play a mm. Prince George Knights team of any kind. So wow. Uh, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. No, so this. So who's coming up? I, I, I uh, don't no. ask me questions. Okay, get like okay. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> right along. Kamloops, I think. Okay,
0: yes. It's not like Wenatchee or something like that. No, yeah. um, we'll not. see. Yes, surprise. Yeah, we're going to see who shows up and we'll play them. <laughs> we don't. Even, we haven't even told the players who we're playing yet this weekend going to be a surprise. <laughs> uh, another
1: type of ball action, of course, Spoo City men's fastball. Uh-huh. Season underway as well. Boy, that's great to see them over there. Oh. I was so worried after they had their fire yes. that they wouldn't be able to play. That was a late season event oh. last yes. year, but uh, they're rocking and rolling over there. Yeah, The only um, acknowledgement they've made, if you will,
0: is because they still don't have the lights back in place. So they moved the game times. If you looked at their schedule, their schedule says games are at 7 and 8.30. Nope, 6.30 and
1: 8.
0: Ah, uh, to moved take advantage half of the, hour the to sunlight. Try to get everything in before it gets too dark. But uh, last Wednesday, the Big Guy Lake Reds beat the Sykuts Tigers 9-1. to Then the Takla Lakers beat the Tigers 11-7. to So, somewhat more high-scoring game, but also closer. Thursday, the Vanderhoof Rippers beating the Cosley Chiefs 8-4. to and that was the first game of a doubleheader. Uh, the Rippers then beat the Chiefs 11-1 to in the second game. Whoa. Yes. On Monday, the FFR Glass Grays, which I believe is the team that's basically made up of baseball players for the most part. They've got some fastball guys on their team, especially for pitching.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a different sport. It's oh, yeah. pretty cool that baseball players assembled together. To There's yeah. a lot of people who do both. Yes. But, uh, but if you're purely or at least predominantly a baseball player, softball would be different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they
0: beat the LTNK Hitman fourteen to three on Monday night. Then the uh, Big Guy Lake Reds beat the AP Athletics ten to four. Last night the Reds beat the Nicosley Chiefs four to one. Then the Chiefs turned around and beat the Tackle Lakers eight to five. Tonight, six thirty, the Grays, FFR Glass Greys, taking on the Saikuts Tigers at 6.30. And then at 8 o'clock, the Tigers, playing their doubleheader, they take on the Hitman at 8 o'clock. And that's what they've been trying to do. They've got eight teams in the league this year, which is very impressive. Yes, that's great Hmm. news. Some of them from out of town. So, again, that's what they do a lot of times. That's even better. Is they get them to come in and play two games in one night.
1: Yeah, Prince George has always been uh, a bit of a magnet for fastball. Yes, Otherwise known as fast pitch, otherwise known as softball. I mean, there's so many different titles. But for the listener, that's what we mean by that. It's the underhand windmill delivery with a larger size baseball. Yes. And it's fun to watch. It's
0: not the one where the pitcher stands out there, takes one little step and lobs the ball 30 feet in the air. That's slow pitch. But that is a fun game to
1: watch, though, as well. Anything that's competitive it's is awful. fun to watch. And and it's, I mean, that's what I play, right? That, oh, yeah. that's, that's a lot of fun.
0: There's it, it also a lot more skill to slow pitch than I think most people realize. When I was in Alberta, we had a lot of slow pitch teams around High Prairie. A lot of them were from, like, some of the local reserves and stuff. And there was a tournament, and the one fellow who I was actually... The main pitcher for his team, and also the chief, but they didn't have anything to do with each other because he was incredible. He threw a two-hitter, complete game in a slow pitch game.
1: Wow! I, yeah, I can wow. tell you, you play slow pitch. You're playing right away. Holy cow! It's a hitting style yeah. of baseball. It's designed to to hit the ball. Yeah,
0: and people were getting pieces of the ball, but a lot of them, as I recall, a lot of them were pop ups and stuff like that. Like I don't know. I think the team may have been trying to you know, overcompensate and just you know try to knock the ball right out of the park. And so, they, but they were just getting under it, and just pop ups, little fly balls. Wow, he, I love he, it. He was having a good time on the mound. I would have enjoyed watching that. Yes, <laughs> and, if, and you see some great plays in in slow pitch as well, defensively, because again, it's a limited flight ball. To prevent it from leaving the ballpark every time somebody hits it. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, what that means, though, is it gives the infielders that extra quarter of a second, maybe, if the ball is hit hard into the hole. The infielders have that extra quarter of a second to make the dive, knock it down, pick it up, whatever. And you see, I, if you're a third baseman in slow pitch, you better have good reflexes. Yeah, I used to play shortstop
1: a, a lot oh. in in uh, slow pitch, and that was yeah. that was why because the ball gets hit there a lot. First of all, it's uh, the the, the, pit, the arc of the ball as it's coming in mm-hmm. and dropping in uh, it it favors uh, pop ups, yes, and grounders yeah. just b- by physics, yeah, and uh, and and because it's slow, it also favors pull balls, yeah, so. There's a, a whole lot of hammering the ball <laughs> towards third base shortstop and, uh, you know, a little bit east of second base. Yeah. So, yeah, if, 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 because most people are right-handed batters. Yeah. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun to to be in the hot corner there.
0: Yeah. There was one thing I remember from those leagues as well was they had the rule. And I don't know if this is across all slow pitch where the batter had to stay in the batter's box to hit the ball because, you know, you could not sort of run up on the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so had what they stationery. did was rather than have batter's boxes, they had like a square of carpet that was the same size as the batter's box. Oh. So if a left-hander came up, they had to take that square of carpet and move it to the other side of the plate for him <laughs> to stand on. And
2: there
1: are many more left-handed batters now and yes. throwers than used to be. Yeah. Because we're not... Uh, we Society doesn't you know beat the left-handedness out of no. students in school anymore like they used to in our parents' generation. And I think people have realized
0: watching almost every sport that uh, being left-handed sometimes is an advantage. Here's your sports trivia question for the day, though. In what sport are you not allowed to be left-handed? In what sport are you
1: not allowed to be left-handed? You're not allowed to play left-handed in this sport. Um, Right-handed handball? No. No. (laughs) I don't know. Polo. Really? You have to shoot from you have the right, right side of the horse? You have to play because otherwise the two
0: players would be coming at each other head-to-head, head, right? If I'm left-handed and you're right-handed and we're both going for the ball, our mallets are going to be on the same side of the horse. Hmm. So the horses are going to be going in a direct collision course. So you have to play right-handed. So, the. For horse safety. Basically, yeah. And of course, obviously, for rider safety as well, because the rider is on the horse. What would be interesting
1: is if they flipped it and uh, occasionally had games where you had to be all lefties. Let's see them swing away at that. Some right hander with the mallet on the left side. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why horses don't drown more often in that sport. No, that's water polo.
0: Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. The other reason I would love to see a game of polo at some point is because, A, the periods are actually called chukkas. C-H-U-K-K-A-S. Huh. And what they do is usually about halfway through the game, they take a break, give everybody a rest. And the fans come out and stomp down the divots that the horses have Oh, know, a little audience participation yeah, divot, divot stomping. Divot stomping is what they call it.
1: <laughs> it's, it's like I squishing think, the grapes.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking that would be just so neat to be a part of. <laughs>
3: I yeah. agree.
1: Much better than the running of the bulls. Who? Yes. What are you thinking?
0: Oh. Uh, I don't know if they are. <laughs> That's part of it. I don't think you'll ever see that in Prince George. No, the rodeo action, though. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, we have the running of the bull every once in a while. We call it an election. But, right. but don't bump. Yes. <laughs> that was bad. That was Different bad. kind of sport. Yes. Um, dun, 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 dun. A little bit early, but let's go to a break. Because then when we come back, we can talk about some other stuff.
1: Sounds um, good. There's um, lots of sports going on. Yes. Do you like a good bluegrass
3: song? Enjoying hearing music from the likes of Bill Monroe, Rhonda Vincent, and the Lakeside Ramblers? Then tune in to Backboard Spick on Sunday evenings at 5 on 93.1 CFIS FM for an hour of great bluegrass old and new. I'm Corey Walker and I'm thrilled to take you on a musical journey
1: each week as we explore the world of North American bluegrass. Catch Backboard Spickens on the nights of 5, only here on 93.1 CFIS FM. Impaired driving is a leading
0: cause of car crash fatalities in BC. If you think you see an impaired driver on the road, contact your local police to report it. If you are reporting an impaired driver, try to include the following information. The make and model of the vehicle, the last known direction of travel, the license plate number, and a description of the driving behavior. To report report... report a suspected drunk driver in Prince George, call the RCMP non-emergency line at
2: 250-561-3300. Forecast from Environment Canada for today, mainly sunny. Wind for the northeast at 20k starting late this afternoon, a high of 26 with a high UV index. Tonight clear, northeast winds becoming light this evening, a low of 4. On Thursday, sunny, a high of 31 with a very high UV index.
0: Very recognizable instrumental piece there, of course, the theme from Shaft. But uh, no, actually, before we do more real... So we say local sports? How about if we cover off a local player participating at a top level?
1: Aw, I know who you're going to talk about. Yes, you Franklin Q. Roosevelt,
0: <laughs> <laughs> who is in the World Tiddlywinks Tittle-wink, Championships this week. No. Jerry Young, of course. Yep. Yes. Playing with the Iowa Cubs, Triple A team for the Chicago Cubs, very imaginatively named team. <laughs> uh, batting average now, 276. Very right nice. Very nice. That's good. Yes. Uh, three eighty five on base, four, slugging four. Three eighty
1: five on base. On base. Let's so talk about that watch. for a second. Yes. So he his batting average is two seventy nine, which is on 276, the high seventy six. Yeah, On the high side of okay. Yes. In a very hard league to play yes. in. Yes. So that's good right there. That's yeah. great. But he gets on base at a clip of not two seventy six. No. That's at a clip true. of. 385. 385. That is an incredible walk or hit by pitch rate. He's got
0: a very good ratio as well. 18 walks and only 28 strikeouts. I was just going to say that means that he's a good ratio.
1: Yeah, he's seeing the ball really well and not striking out a lot. Yeah, slugging 467.
0: Uh, He has five doubles and five home runs so far this season. That's also good. 20 RBIs. He's stolen three bases and Uh only been caught once. Um 23 games at first base, committed one error, his first error of the season. Hmm. Four games at third base, three games as a DH, two in left, one in right. And this I had to do a little bit of research on by going to the actual team site and checking out the box score. Um, oh, he pitched. He pitched. <laughs> he threw an inning and a third. They lost. Inning f- and a third. Yeah, so they <laughs> lost 50 to 2 to the Columbus Clippers. <laughs>
1: so they So he got him the he
0: got last out of the eighth inning and then pitched the ninth. Uh, gave up
1: a hit, two walks, hit a batter. <laughs> Maybe on purpose, and we don't out, know. Struck out two guys. That's inc- he- Yes. Okay, I've heard of utility players, yes. but that's ridiculous. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you faced eight hitters in the inning of the third, so that's not bad at all.
1: And for the listener, oftentimes yeah. when a game is a blowout, oh, yeah. you will bring in uh, a field player just right. to save your arms you know yeah. that yeah it's I just think
0: this was the second game of double header as well so they yeah. probably used a few pitchers in the first game so yeah they
1: weren't really available wow that's yeah. fantastic good for jared Yeah, just that is just and that is going to be his ticket to the big leagues as a regular well, player he's already it, been it up tells, there yes as a september call up yeah we're going to see that again this year i'm sure i think yeah but uh that kind of Oh. diversity of, of your game means that yeah. uh, you're valuable in so many ways to a team off the bench right yeah, when because, you're not going to be a regular player at the no. major league level no yet but but you can slot in anywhere yes yeah that's
0: going to be Jared <laughs> oh yeah and um, because I think I'm assuming it's the same rule in the main, minors as in the major leagues where they've got a set number of runs that you have to be behind or or ahead before you can use a position player Like, you can't just say, gee, we ran out of pitchers and it's only the eighth inning. And we're only down by two runs. No, you better send out a pitcher. Hmm. Because that game is still close enough that you need to have a legitimate pitcher. I've actually never heard of that rule. Yeah, they brought it in a few years ago. And that's why pitchers... That's why teams
1: really have to watch their pitching now as well. I hope that that rule changes. Do you know why? Because of uh, Shohei Otani. Because when he gets... To an age level where he can't be a starter all the time, Mm -hmm. the game is better off with him in it as a hitter and a pitcher. He does both. He's he's one of those unicorns, Mm -hmm. rare kind Mm -hmm. of player. But uh, if he could play, for example, in left field... Mm-hmm. come in and face the minimum three batters and, and relieve as a pitcher and yeah. then go back to right field. I think he can. I then, think you can still do that. But only if the score is a certain way? I believe so. I yeah, don't, that know, if it, I don't know
0: if it applies to that or not because he's coming in then. I know that also to some extent messes up your DH and stuff, I think. It <laughs> could. Yeah, because technically the DH is supposed to be there for the pitcher. But all of a sudden, your left fielder is now the pitcher. Mm-hmm. And they better remember to replace somebody in left field. Or also, Tani better make sure he throws the ball in such a way that nobody hits it to left field.
1: Because <laughs> otherwise, it's kind of embarrassing. The guy's amazing. That's all oh, I will say about yes. him.
0: Yeah, no. And uh, the Cubs are actually having a fairly good season. Yes, There's they are. 30, my team. 31 and 20. No, no. I'm talking about the our, Iowa Cubs. Yes. Okay, yeah. 31 and 23. They play in the International League Western Division, and right now they're half a game behind the St. Saint Paul Saints. So, not bad. Not and they, bad at of course, all. the funny thing will be in probably another 20 games or so, I would guess, everything gets rewound. Because the minor, the AAA leagues play two halves. Yep, they split yes. it right. Yeah, they yep. just, they restart. Yep. I believe the stats continue. Like Jared's stats would not reset yes. to zeros across the line. He would continue those stats, but they put the uh one loss records for everybody back to zeros. And I bet you the Oakland A's really wish they could do that in the major leagues oh, this man. year. Man, the Oakland A's
1: point. or the, the Vegas A's? Well, sort of in between. They've actually won
0: two in a row now.
1: Well, the poor A's. Yes. I'm I'm a fan of their organization, but uh they don't yeah. win a lot right now. No.
0: No, so Yane Jared, uh, having a fairly good week, including getting some pitching in. That's inter- I'll, I'll have to keep an eye on that now as, uh, we go through and just see whether, or whether he's going to need another 300, 3,065 days off before he goes back out onto the mound. <laughs> you know, got to
1: get your rest. Yeah, as that's a right. Yeah. You yes. got to stretch him out slowly. Yeah. But, but no, and
0: I would think that would be, have to be something where he would have to have gone. To the manager, and said, "Okay, we're getting blown out. If you want to save an arm, because I'm guessing, I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure he's probably he probably pitched when he was playing um, baseball
1: here in town. Oh, but he he was did basically yes. an infielder. In fact, I think pitched. the last yes. time I saw him play as a kid, he mm-hmm. was pitching. Okay, so he's pitching. But before. everyone pitches. That's not, I know, that's that's not, not everyone, yeah. but no.
0: most most players pitch. Yeah, yeah. They didn't. They didn't let me pitch for some reason." <laughs> They said it was to save our outfielder's legs or something like that. I wasn't quite sure what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I suspect he probably went to the pitching coach or the manager and said, uh, look, if you need somebody to, you know, to finish this game, I've pitched before and.
2: Yes, I will confirm that. Yes, uh, Reg, Jared we, and we have been joined by Reg. Senior men's baseball. It was a guaranteed win when Jared stepped on the mound. <laughs> Man,
1: well, adding to his uh, accuracy as a pitcher, he's also six foot ninety nine. You know, he's oh, a tall drink yeah. of water, right? So yeah. he can really throw. He can reach back, yeah. especially when you're not used to that. <laughs> if, you, no. if you're an old guy like me, that's... Yeah.
0: Uh, the one thing I forgot to check on that box score was I'm guessing he was already in the game. I didn't check to see what position he'd been playing. I would assume first base because it seems to be where he's getting most of his work these days. Mm-hmm. But I forgot to check and check and see that. But I do know... He was the last of the five pitchers they used.
2: Well, I did mention that at uh, the end of the NHL playoffs, I'm going to uh, do the uh, free one-week subscription to mlb.mlbtv.com. Mm. Right. And that includes Minor League ah, Games. I've had
1: that subscription. So, so
2: good. So, yeah, I'll be able to catch uh, some of Jared's good. games. Good. Yeah. Uh, probably as early as Monday. Wow. Or Sunday, I guess. Quite possible. No, no. And it's worth having that subscription,
1: too, because uh, he will, I'm certain of it, going to get called up in September, probably early. He He was a late September call-up last year. I missed him by a week.
0: Depending on what happens Mm. with the Cubs in terms of injuries and stuff, he might even get called up before that. Oh, absolutely. As you say, he can play so many
1: positions. And and the Chicago Cubs, not the like the parent club, is suffering. They are not doing well, and that is to his advantage because, uh, and that's why he got called up when he did last year too, because they they were out of it, so they could. And that's just what that system is for: is to bring in. Your uh, your your uh, up and comers, When the time is yeah. right, and they, for the Cubs, the time is right earlier yes. than it is for most other teams. Yeah, they
0: changed it a couple of years ago. Though it used to be that
1: the roster expanded from twenty six to forty
0: in September. Yeah, now it's only two extra players. Yes, yeah,
2: they they've actually looked good the last week. Yes. The Cubs, yeah, they, they put together some. Every good team series. puts together a well, good yeah. series or two, yeah, yeah. But against San Diego, oh, that's okay. yeah. That is good. Well, but San, San Diego's, Diego's up and down, this year. Yeah. 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 The the,
1: the ultimate thing of it is yeah. that when a team is like the Chicago Chicago Cubs are, not Iowa, mm-hmm. uh, they will trade away a lot of players at the trade deadline mm-hmm. too, and that is when a lot of those Iowa Cubs will get a look as yeah. well. And, Jared, because he's been up already, because he's proven himself at the Major League level, he's got his first Major League Baseball hit, yep. for example, uh, he uh, he might be quicker in line to get called up. Yeah. And again, he plays, as you keep emphasizing,
0: he plays so many anyway, positions. Yeah. You call him up and you're covering like four positions. Yes. Okay, we are going to go to another break. When we come back, we will have some more on Post to Post.
2: The Prince George Potter's Guild is hosting a class on Surface Decorating with Slips and Underglazes on Sunday, June 18th. The class will introduce students to decorating with slips, underglazes, transferring patterns, slip trailing, painting, carving, and building layers. Led by Karen Heathman, cost is $65 with registration available on the Potter's Guild webpage under Programs at Studio2880.com. Surface Decorating with Slips and Underglazes, Sunday, June 18th from 1 to 4 at the Prince George George Potter's Guild. The CNC Sonography Program
0: needs volunteer patients for a mock ultrasound clinic. Mock exams are available this week, Monday through Thursday, between 9 and 1.30. The tests will be conducted by sonography students. This is not an official test, so there will be no results or diagnosis. Ultrasound does not have any radiation and is an easy, non-invasive test. Any non-pregnant adult who wishes to take part in the mock ultrasound clinic at CNC can email ThomasJ20 at
1: cnc.bc.ca Some people talk to their moms the whole
0: And we are back Let's shift focus Absolutely We're going to go from the diamond to the rink
1: Sorry Nico Yes. Moment of silence for an amazing run by yes. the Seattle Thunderbirds Oof. and Prince George's Nico Majadovic. Yes. Uh, that, yeah. Uh,
0: just catching up on what happened at the Memorial Cup down in Kamloops, of course. And so I'm pretty, I know he had friends and family down there. Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, last Wednesday, the WHL showdown in Seattle, as they had it in the playoffs, came out on top six to one over the Blazers. The Thursday game was a tiebreaker. Peterborough beat Camelopes 5-4 in overtime. The only game in the entire tournament that went to overtime was the tiebreaker to determine who got into the playoffs. Wow, those two teams wanted it. Yes. Uh, the Friday game, the semifinal, Seattle beat Peterborough 4-1. So they got to the final, and that's where it ran out. Quebec, not really a surprise based on where it happened in the rest of the Memorial Cup. 5-0, won the Memorial Cup. So good on them.
1: Good on them. And in all fairness, good on Seattle. Oh, they were a juggernaut yes. this year. They were so exciting to watch, even when they were beating our Cougars. Yes. And uh, and Nico was not just along for the ride. He oh. was a major contributor to the success of that team this year. He yep. is a heck of a hockey player. In the Memorial Cup, he had a goal and three assists. So four points in the games against Absolutely. the best
0: in the country. So yep. that's not bad at all.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool when you're the best of the best playing the best of the best.
0: Yes. And in not his hometown, obviously, but at least in his home province.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that there was a lot of celebration for him. Oh, yeah. There'd probably some, maybe
0: some confusion for some of the members of the friends and family who were down there in that Wednesday night game last week when they are playing <laughs> Kamloops. Okay, we want to cheer for Nico. We want to cheer. But for you. <laughs> we are surrounded. <laughs> uh, you
1: know, I think those people got over it. Oh yeah, back at the Prince George game, right? Yes. that that's a real conflict. Yeah, cheering against the uh against the Cougars or against Nico, you had to make a choice. Yeah. Ah, you
0: can choose cheer for both. Yeah, and I'm sh- I'm sure by that point in the schedule, because that was the third game in the round robin for each team, the last game of the round robin. So by then, the fans in Kamloops were used to having cheering sections for the other team Mm -hmm. so it wasn't a big deal
1: it's going to be interesting to see next year because of the uh, the age growth of some of the players mm. that uh, we have. A lot of players from this coming um, sort of cohort that would yes. be eligible to play more often in the WHL who come from Prince George. I mean, you know, like guys mm-hmm. like Cameron Schmidt and and uh, Chase Harrington. Yeah. Those players are uh, potentially mm-hmm. going to get a, a real shot at the WHL should they choose to to yeah. do that and not burn their NCAA opportunity. Yeah. It's a choice now these days. Yes, and. Actually, let's use that as a segue. Okay. Uh, A a quick note
0: on the Cougars. They signed uh, Caden Lemire. Second round draft pick. Yeah, 37th overall in the W.H.L. Prospects draft. I guess that was what about a month ago now. Sound right? Mm, Yeah. Mid-May. The Edmonton U15s last year, he played 27 games, 28 goals, and 35 assists.
1: He's doing all right there on the offensive side. And... They
0: said he's 6'4 and 176 pounds. And so I'm thinking, okay, it's a good thing he's only 15. Because That's actually a pretty impressive ratio for a 15-year-old. That's what I would say. But it obviously means at six-four, he's obviously got some room to put some weight on yeah. without it affecting him too much.
1: But he's not a waif, you know? And you no, can no. see that a lot with kids that age. Yeah. When they shoot up, they get their growth spurt, but their, uh, their muscle pack doesn't come with it for no. another few years.
0: He's doing okay. The guy who Prince George can perhaps relate to on that, to a little bit, was... Um The big guy. Just finished his NHL career. Just finished his? NHL career. Six foot nine.
1: Oh, um, some guy named Chara? Chara. He played the one year here,
0: and what you heard a lot was he just didn't look like a hockey player, but a lot of it was probably because he had just had that growth spurt, and all of a sudden he's six foot nine.
1: A lot of it, too, had to do with the lens the fans were watching through, too. We're not used to seeing someone that big out there. So it was a bit odd just to see. He looked gangly. Yes. I remember. I watched it vividly. I saw a lot of his games when he was playing for the team that year. But it's also just a bit of fish out of water. He was was fine. Athletically, he had no issues at all. It's just that we weren't used to seeing that kind of thing.
0: And the other thing was, I remember he... When he got to the NHL, I believe they had to almost make a special petition, if you will, to change the rule on how long a stick could be. Yep, he had to have a longer stick. And I don't know if that rule was in effect in the WHL or not.
1: Not sure. If I don't remember there being a problem playing, with the he stick. He was
0: probably, yeah, he would have been playing with a shorter stick than he probably wanted to. Hm. But uh, no. But uh, moving on from the Cougars and the WHL. The BCHL made it official last week. They are now a totally independent league.
1: <sighs> Mixed feelings on this. Yeah. Just go over some quick roster rules
0: now. Some of them a couple of them have changed, most of them are the same. They can name twenty five active spots and one if they want to have a third goalie. That's the only spot that's the only way you can get the twenty sixth spot is a third goalie. You have to have a minimum of five BC players and thirteen Canadians. You can have a maximum of two players from outside North America and a maximum of six 20-year-olds. None of that has changed, really. Yeah, I was going to say, so far, these yeah. are not... You have to have a de- minimum of three players under age 18. That's up. It used to only be two. Mm-hmm. So yeah. they're saying you got to get a slightly So they're younger. trying to make yeah.
1: development to league. Yeah. Yeah. And you
0: have to have a minimum of four rookies on your roster. Oh. Yes. Regardless of age. Yeah. You can have a maximum of eight affiliate registrations... And those now have to be from independent minor youth or high school leagues. And there are many more of those now than there were even three years ago. Yes. What it also means, though, is they cannot have affiliates from the Canadian Sports School Hockey League, the BC Elite Hockey
1: League, or Junior B. Which is the Prince George Cougars and Prince George uh, Northern Capitals. Yes. You can't call a boy or a girl up to the BCHL now. (sighs) That's a shame. Unless they... (laughs) They leave that program yes. completely. And this is where my mixed feeling comes in about this. I know that this was done because for several years, the BCHL was lobbying Hockey Canada to change their recruitment rules yes. and their rostering rules and they wouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. And so now the BCHL is going on their own, but there's a whole lot of players, a lot of players who are of a younger age caliber who are not going to want to play in the BCHL now because it means that they are now at risk of being banned from the affiliated yes. hockey leagues yeah and what i really find troubling is that the the officials the the, the referees mm-hmm. are also now if if this goes the way that the uh, the Greater Metro Hockey League went which has teams in Burns Lake McKenzie they had a team in Tumblr Ridge for a while. If you refed in that league, you were often told that you could not ref anywhere else. And so it was um, a bit of a bully tactic that Hockey Canada through Hockey BC was was um, using. And this, I think, is going to hold true now with the BCHL. Anyone who affiliates themselves with the BCHL, the affiliated Hockey Canada leagues will now... no potentially be no longer eligible to accept your services and that is a real shame and the real and the real problem with all of this is bully tactics by hockey canada okay we are going to take a quick break we went
0: from the diamond to the rink and now we're going to go to the drag strip after this
2: on post to post the prince george rcmp is asking for your assistance in finding 30 year old terry lee ashley charlie wanted for assault with a weapon She's described as an Indigenous female, 104 pounds, with short, dyed blonde hair and brown eyes. If you know the whereabouts of Terry Lee Charlie, you're asked to call the Prince George RCMP at 250-561-3300 or report anonymously online at northernbccrimestoppers.ca or by calling 1-800-222-TIPS. This flood and wildfire season rely on and share information from the official government
1: websites and social media pages. Visit the B.C. government's website for up-to-date information on emergency situations. Valuable information is also available from the City of Prince George, the B.C. Wildfire Service, Northern Health, and the Regional District of Fraser Fort George. Be cautious about connecting with services through Facebook and Facebook Messenger, which ask for donations and claim to support evacuees, as these are often scams. The City of Prince George does not hire individuals or private companies to provide support services
2: forecast from environment canada for today mainly sunny wind for the northeast at 20k starting late this afternoon a high of 26 with a high uv index tonight clear northeast winds becoming light this evening a low of four on thursday sunny a high of 31 with a very high uv index
0: And we are back, and Frank and I are now joined on the phone by Andy Klosky, the president of Nitro. Good afternoon, Andy. Oh, good afternoon. Thanks for having me on. Not a problem. Now, first question, because a lot of people may have forgotten about this. What does Nitro stand for?
3: (laughs) Nitro uh, stands for Northern Interior Timed Racing Organization. It's a throwback to uh, some of the early days of drag racing um, when they were just simply called... Um, timed racing organizations, um, you know, sort of worldwide when uh, drag racing started back in the 50s.
1: Let's uh, just remind people where you're located.
3: Uh, we are located in Prince George and, and uh, no. the, the down Chief Lake Road, um, just off the Hart Highway.
0: Okay, so not that hard to find. Now, do you have signage out for people who are looking for you?
3: We absolutely do. Um, we have a... we. we um do have a sign that's right at our gate, and then during our events, we put signage out uh, on mm. the highway and then on Chief Lake Road as well, just to make sure that people can find their way in. A big landmark right near our uh, facility is the drive-in theater that, um if you are... Uh, a Prince George resident, you probably know the, about the drive-in theater, and we are located right next door.
1: Yeah, and as uh, I can confirm, uh, as someone who's been there before, you can't miss it. If you drive down Chief Lake Road, the uh, the drag race um, facility is right there. You can't miss it. Yeah,
0: never say that you can't miss it, Frank. I can. Uh, okay. Fair enough. <laughs> so, Andy, you were saying when you've got events coming, gee, that leads into a nice little segue. When is your next event?
3: Our next event happens to be coming up this weekend. Um Starting on Friday, we do something called our Friday Night Drag. Mm. Um, uh, initially geared towards your your street car type person, your your person who's driving around in um, some a uh, hot rod, maybe their daily driver or something mm. like that. Um, they can bring it out and just they can grudge race their friends. They can uh, race against the clock, you know, you know, looking for uh, personal bests and things like that, and just have a space where they can um, they can open up their vehicle and uh, and you know. Check its performance, I guess, is probably the easiest way to put it. Yeah.
0: Now, the the vehicles that people use on the Friday nights, like, do they have to go through any sort of a checkup when they get there to make sure that there are certain standards that they meet?
3: Yeah, so we have, um, um, drag racing is rooted in safety. Yes. And so, of course, not only are we trying to have racing happen in a controlled environment, but um, also the vehicles that we, you know, send down our drag strip, we... Um, we will do an inspection of them based you know based on how fast they go. And we have a few basic rules that uh, we would apply. So everybody that comes out to race, doesn't matter how fast the vehicle is, ha- um, has to wear a helmet. Mm-hmm. And we look for some, if your vehicle is just you know, a, a street car or something like that, um, we look for some very basic things. We want to make sure that your battery is tied down and you have a coolant overflow and you don't have... Um, things hanging off the bottom of the vehicle and it's not sort of pouring fluids out uh, that can make things unsafe so we do those basic things and then as your vehicle gets faster you're required to have more safety equipment
0: so friday night is the drag races and you said it's the whole weekend so what's happening saturday and sunday
3: our friday night that's our friday night drags and then saturday and sunday is our bracket racing and so this is your more um, you know, anybody can come out and bracket race. In fact, you can bracket race any vehicle that you want. Um, but this is where you'll see some of our traveling racers that are coming from out of town, um, and they're competing for uh, points and trophies and uh, and whatnot. So, and bracket racing is—it's um, still drag racing, of course, and it is. Uh, well, how could I explain it? So few words. Uh, I've been doing it for thirty years, but it's still always. A, um, Always a tough one to explain to the average person, but it is essentially uh, racing within a, a, a set period of time, and your time that you use um, for your um, for your dialing in or your, your bracket um, is whatever your however your fast your car is. So uh, your fast cars can compete against slow cars. Um, trucks can compete against cars, motorcycles, anything like that. So it's all just based on how how fast your car is.
0: So now. Do you ever do, because I've, I've seen, like, some drag racing on TV and stuff, and I've been out to the track a couple of times. Um, do you guys ever do, I, th- I think they call them, like, funny cars and stuff like that?
3: Yeah. So, we, these days, the funny cars that would come to our track would be mainly exhibition. Mm-hmm. So, those types of funny cars are, um, they just, they're just they almost semi-professional um, on the lower classes, you know, the alcohol funny cars. Um, they are you know they're they're um they're a much higher end uh, type of racing and much more expensive and then you get into the professional series which is uh, sort of top fuel funny cars and they're only really run on um larger nhra uh tracks and races so we would occasionally bring out some exhibition type funny cars like mm-hmm. a nostalgia funny car um there's a few of those that tour around and and do exhibition runs uh they're, they're quite expensive to bring in, and uh, we're still sort of recovering from uh, um, slower times during COVID, so I don't see us bringing in any exhibition cars, certainly not this season, uh, uh, but we'll see. we'll see about that. Yeah.
0: So what have you got for, so that's this weekend, what have you got for other events during the summer?
3: So we have uh, more bracket racing, and of course, our, every Friday night we'll do our... Um, to we'll our Friday night drags, mm-hmm. uh, we have an event coming up uh, that towards the end of June, uh, twenty fourth, twenty fifth, um, called Mud Sweat and Gears, and we are going to do a combination, combination of uh, drag race in the morning. We're going to have a, a one eighth mile bracket race, yeah. and then uh, we're going to shut it down, and we are going to go down to our mud bog facility and watch them watch the mud racers do their to do their thing. Um, and uh, while the, the um, mud bogs isn't really my thing, you know, as much as I like performance vehicles and stuff like that, I, I'd, um, those guys that do that mud racing, they're, they're a special crew, I tell you. They they do some pretty spectacular things uh, in mud pits. So, um, so yeah, we're just going to try to combine, combine the two yeah. types of racing and maybe expose some people to different types of things maybe people that wouldn't come and watch backer racing will do that and then uh they'll be there for the mud racing and then vice versa okay yeah so we've got that and then we have something in uh, august uh the canadian motorcycle drag racing association cmdra fun they are coming they'll bring out um they usually bring well their numbers have fluctuated over the years anywhere from 25 to 40 bikes out and um they are motorcycle only classes. Really quite popular, uh, and uh, there's a couple of guys that I'm hoping to see this year. I just watched them down at Mission. Um, they ran in the quarter mile um, low sixes, a new national record, low six seconds at 220 miles an hour. So, yeah, it's fast. It's really neat stuff. Now I'm not, I'm not sure that that we could see that same kind of performance up here. But that one, that bike, that Pro Extreme bike of, uh, of Austin Christopher's, is amazing to watch. It just it, it really is um, a, a spectacle. So, hoping to get those guys up here. Yep. Um, then our other big event, I guess I jumped ahead there, but um, is something called the BC Drag It Challenge, and it's a, an event that's becoming more and more popular. I
1: can't wait to see this.
3: Yeah, See, I don't know if you've heard about this or not, but what, yep. what yep. the premise of this is you um, race your car on a uh, at a drag strip, you make some runs down the track, and then you submit your time slips. Now, depending on the type of class, uh, so they have started this unlimited class, and what that is is you go as fast as you can, and you're competing against <laughs> other unlimited cars, and so that is um, the, the person who is the fastest is going to win this. And then you have to drive your car, that same race car that you take on the drag strip. Um, you've got to drive it, and um, now it, the first track is Cache Creek, and then you're driving all the way to Prince George from oh. there. And then you are racing, same thing. Um, you're, you're making a run down the track, submitting your time. And then you move on to the, to the next drag strip, which uh, the, the next one after Prince George, it goes 100-mile house. They're doing a temporary uh, setup on an airstrip there. Oh. And then they're going to Lillooet, and then they'll end at Cache Creek. So um, I haven't done the math on that. Mm. It's, I think it's around 13 or 1,400 kilometers know that they've got to travel with everything Um, and the cool
1: part about that event too is that uh, as you drive between towns the drivers have to check in and take photos of themselves at uh, it's like a scavenger hunt they get clues as to where to go so that they're proving to the organizers that they're driving the cars and not trailering the cars or anything like that yeah. yeah
3: that is exactly right and you know there's there's um, guidelines around the stuff that you can bring with you. Of course, they can't trailer their vehicles. They, um, you know, they can. It's basically what you can carry with you. So <laughs> folks will, I've seen some pretty innovative um, uh, roof racks made up, um, trailer hitches, and small trailers. Uh, because these things are race cars; they're meant to go real yeah. fast. They don't. You know, it's not like your average pickup truck that you can just hook a trailer on, onto the back <laughs> of and and do things like that. Um, there are other sort of um, Events that are more widely known, like something called Hot Rod Drag Week, and um, the uh, um, this another one called uh, Sick Week, I think is mm. the name of that event. Same idea. They're yeah. referred to as drag and drive events, and they're becoming more popular. There's another one uh, based out of Grand Prairie called the Pine Pass Challenge um, that we currently have scheduled for a couple of days worth of that in August. They are struggling to get some numbers forward right now, but uh, we'll see if that one goes ahead. But these events are becoming really popular, and uh, it'll be neat. It'll be neat to see the yep. cars make, uh, make the trip, and um, I'd like to do it myself someday. Uh, <laughs> if I could um, you know, get some time to, to, to do that, it would be a lot of fun. Okay.
0: Andy, we got to wrap it up. But just so people know, where can they get all the information on Nitro?
3: So we have uh, a website, nitromotorsports.com, and, excuse me, Nitro Motorsports Park. Dot com. And we have um, a Facebook group that is just Nitro Motorsports Park. And we have an affiliation with another one called Friends of Nitro um, that we sort of post all our information okay. there as well. So those three groups. And um, we've got, you can send messages to any of those. We monitor messages through the... Through the website and through the Facebook group and everything like that.
0: Andy Klosky with Nitro Motorsports. Thanks very much for taking the time to tell us what's happening.
3: Thank you so much for the opportunity, Alan. I appreciate it.
0: Okay. Take another quick break and be back to finish things off on Post to Post.
2: The School District 57 by-election is set for June 17th, and everyone in the Prince George electoral area is encouraged to get out and vote. Glenview, Heritage, Malaspina, and Pineview Elementary schools, along with the Van Bien Training Center, will be open from 8 to 8 for balloting. Those needing to vote early can do so at the Ferry Avenue School District office, today until 8, or next Tuesday, again between 8 and 8. Please bring two pieces of identification to prove identity and residency. It will be an evening of family Nerf fun on Friday at the downtown branch of the Prince George Public
0: Library. It's the Teens vs. Adults Nerf Night, and it's up to you whether you want to team up as a family or challenge each other in the fights. Nerf Night is for ages 13 to 18 and their adults, and there is free, limited registration. To register for Nerf Night, call 250-563-9251. Teens vs. Adults Nerf Night, Friday from 545 to 8 at the downtown library. Okay, and we are back with Post to Post Alan, He's Frank, back. and Reg. That He's went bad. fast. Hello, Reg. That,
1: was, that, that, that discussion? It that? didn't drag at all. No. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. I had to say that.
2: Oh, we are going my fan, flat out now. My yes. fan
0: out there is expecting it.
2: Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Hi, Mom. No.
0: <laughs> She's probably having a nap right now thinking yes. this is a better use of my she time. She rolled
2: her eyes and turned off the radio. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes. No. Um, yes, well, slowing things down the uh, bc cycling club or uh, prince george cycling club announced i guess yesterday they are hosting the chris yip memorial fondo the inaugural one june 24th so that's just a couple of weeks away uh chris was a junior and senior national team rider who passed away in january at the age of 47 ooh yes yeah, so, heart
1: related yes ah.
0: So they, uh, they're they holding this Fondo. You have to be a member of the club to participate, which makes sense. But it's actually two different rides. They both start, as my understanding is, at the Pineview General Store. And they end up in Prince George. One of them is an actual race. The other one is a little bit more of a social ride. 70K, 70K. for the race.
1: Yes. Which, if you're if you got a road bike, that's you know that's okay. That, that, that's, that's that's all right. That's, that's formidable. It's pretty, yeah. pretty good, job Yeah, yes, but it's not crazy. No, no, it's not like. If some you're of me, it's- you'd be taking part in the other event. Yes,
0: and asking, can I get a tow truck to come with me just in case, <laughs> <laughs> and a doctor? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, so that should be. Um- that should be interesting and a nice tribute. And as I said, the inaugural one. So they obviously are figuring, yeah, we're going to do this every year in his
1: memory. Yeah, yeah. So. And I, I see this taking off. I think yes. this is going to be – a Chris was a very popular rider. Yeah. And even if you didn't know Chris, you can't help but be impressed by oh. his impact on the cycling community in Prince George. He was a formidable yeah. national-level cyclist. Plus, and plus
2: the event itself, they've put together a, an event that's quite attractive for people oh. to get involved. Chris. Yeah, yeah, right.
0: Absolutely. And I only saw a post on Facebook about it, but it was from a semi-reputable source. Hi, Ron Gallo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And apparently, um, at the end of the ride, there's going to be like a free meal provided by a sponsor. So they'll be providing all the food for a meal when the riders get to... Well, that's worth short.
1: the uh, the price of joining the club just to take part in the Who's, event. Yeah. Who's the sponsor? I cannot remember. I should have written that part Way down. <laughs> well, <laughs> that, they're getting their money's worth there. Aren't they? That just encourages people to check it out. Yes. There you go.
0: And Frank, you're looking at a piece of papers if you've got something you want to say. Oh,
1: yeah, well sure. Um, I actually want to give a shout out to, um, Melissa O'Flynn. Melissa's from mm. Quinnell originally, but is a Prince George resident now. And, um, you don't want to get on the wrong side of her. Uh oh. Because she is a formidable boxer. Oh. She took a couple of years off of boxing to uh, basically just focus on her kids. She's got two mm-hmm. little kids, but they're of the age now where they can cheer quite loudly. Mm-hmm. And so she's back in the ring, and she just went down to Vancouver Island to the, what I would call the premier all-female boxing event in the province, the uh, the Wonder Woman.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and... Uh, she started off with a couple of losses, but she kept getting better and better, and that's really the trajectory, the arc that she's on. It's yeah. just she's had a few fights lately in pretty high level areas. Uh, Griffin's boxing club in north van. she went and and uh, and she's always losing by split decisions. Mm. not just she doesn't get hammered ever. No. she's no. so she's and uh, at this point, uh, she's uh, winning. She she won good. the uh, the final bout. So as she climbed through the Wonder Woman event, she got better and better. Finished with a big win, and uh, I just I'm oh, so good for her, proud of her. I think yes. she's amazing. She boxes out of Wolf's Den Boxing here in Prince George, and she's also mm-hmm. uh, affiliated historically through Two Rivers Boxing Club in Quinell, and, Quesnel, and um, she's just amazing. She's I have an 11 year old daughter, and I think that uh, that's the kind of Of mentor woman I want my daughter looking Mm -hmm. up to is Melissa O'Flynn. a girl. The thing is, though, if your daughter learns how to box, you're going to be a little more
0: careful with it. Yes.
1: Although her high school dates have the pressure taken off a little bit. Because it's not just me that's going to be tapping my fist if they're two minutes late.
2: Yeah. There you go. (laughs) So one final thing we Mm -hmm. should maybe mention. uh, You mentioned the name Ron Gallo. Yes. The 55-plus games are coming up. In the not-too-distant future, they are where this year?
0: I cannot remember. All I know, no, but hey, I can use this as a promo.
2: Well, that's exactly what I'm doing.
0: Next Tuesday morning, 9 o'clock, Ron and Linda Misey from the local, I think it's area section 9, or whatever they call it, District 9.
2: District 9. For the 55-plus games. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We'll be on because the registration deadline is coming up end of next week, and they are still looking to get some more people in. Yeah. Because basically... Let's go, mature my, athletes. I say my understanding basically is you have to get into the games. You have to be 55 plus and willing to travel to wherever the games are. Yes. And that's what all you uh, need to do to qualify. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, you, you kind of want to be competitive. Yes. Right? But, and and uh, the 55 plus games are great for the people that are 55 mm-hmm. because you've gotten to that point in your regular uh, <laughs> uh, sports career where you just can't keep up with the young guys and then boom. All of a sudden, you're the young guy. Yes. Yes. There's a big difference between the 55 and
1: the plus. Yes.
0: Yes.
2: There can be, yes. Yes.
0: (laughs) The good news is, of course, they do make it by
1: age groups as well. I think it's about every five years.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. You you do. It
1: is apples to apples,
0: oranges
2: to oranges, more or less. Again, it puts you in a position where you can actually compete and not just get run over by all the young guys that are out on the field. And we've got some great local mature athletes, too. Yeah.
0: Yeah, but again, so that'll be next Tuesday morning, nine o'clock on the after nine show. And, uh, probably rebroadcast it next Wednesday.
2: Yeah, we'll probably on, bring it on as a on rebroadcast here.
0: Post to post. And that's what we'll be doing at one o'clock next week.
2: Owned and operated by the Prince George Community Radio
1: Society, you're listening to CFIS FM Prince George, a not-for-profit community
2: radio station broadcasting with 500 watts of power at 93.1 FM.